Creating great content takes time and effort, and this podcast could not exist in the long run without great partners. This season's sponsor is Catalog. Catalog is a work hub we use every day at Modern Leaders, and I also personally recommend it to my network. It's basically your own digital headquarters, helping you and your team making high-quality decisions quickly and asynchronously, reducing the number of meetings and eliminating the chaos of modern-day work. Whether you're the COO, a product manager, or a marketing executive in a remote or hybrid team, you can find what you need, see who's working on what, and get updates on where things are at, without the endless streams of emails and pings coming from everywhere. It's all on Catalog in context. Sign up now at catalogwithaq.com. That's Q-A-T-A-L-O-G.com for a free 30-day trial for you and your team. Welcome to the Remote First Podcast, produced by Modern Leaders. Every other Tuesday, listen in to hear from large or innovative companies enabling an equitable and distributed workplace experience. So let's kickstart the podcast directly and dive in into what is asynchronous communication. So there have been definitions about async. We always listen to it everywhere or read it everywhere, you know, and people say, well, it's a place where you can work together and, you know, send a message, for example, and not expect a reply right away. You can work in your own rhythm. So, for example, you know, I post a message and then I, you know, somebody might reply to me in 10 minutes, one hour, one day, or I can do my work in an independent way where I can work on my own and, you know, build something and create an output without having to work with someone or I can publish my work and then someone else will take it over in, in another time. So it's a way of working where we don't need to be in person or to be in sync to be able to get the work done. So that's like a basic definition. But in general, how people are actually applying async at the moment, you know, when we are seeing organizations saying we are working async, the first attempt to working async is first to implement, you know, most communication happening in a text messaging software. So Slack, Teams, other software that are doing back and forth messaging, then creating documentations, creating meeting notes and making sure there's meeting notes for everything and then recording their meetings. And that's kind of the first approach where they are basically recreating what the office looks like. So being able to do back and forth communication whenever, you know, and then have, they still have calls and everything, but I tried to make it a bit more async where people could have access to information, you know, whenever. This to me is called instant async or the first step of implementing async, which is a good first step, but there is so much, so much more you can do to really have asynchronous workflows that do work for your company and also are scalable across the company. So you really need to try to think about it as culture shift and how you can actually completely change the way you used to work and make it completely async where you are fully independent and you could work with people from, from all over the world and any time zone. So let's start with what I was saying. So basically I see async as there's three different ways of seeing it. So there's instant, transparent, and permanent. So let's start with instant is what I just said. So basically, you have instant messaging. The reason why I call it instant is because messaging apps that we use every day at work really recreate the culture that we have on a personal level where we are texting people or we are 
texting our friends or our family over our phones or social media, where we really expect an, a reply to be coming very quickly. We're not thinking that the person might take this and reply to us in two days, that's okay. We're actually having an expectation that is a bit more instant. We want to have a reply much earlier than um, many hours, usually. And that's why we would use Slack and ping someone to be able to have a quick answer. So I wouldn't consider this to be asynchronous communication. Then there is transparent async. And this is where there is actually a little bit of a tool gap there. And there's many tools that are there for it. But it is, I would say, culturally, not every companies are really implementing this. But there's so much to learn there. And I really want to make sure that everybody can can. But we'll come back to that. So, and then the third one is permanent. And this is another one that you know, and is basically creating processes and references and, and policies and having more long-term documentation. Basically, this tip about being able to reply with a link, with a URL. If you have a question, I can send you a link and there's something permanent that has been written about this and can come back to it. And the more you work on things and you create processes, the more you creates a knowledge management platform that really has everything about your company inside out, about a playbook about how you work and also a handbook about how things are in your company. You really have everything in there. So I think that these two, you know, the text messaging and the permanency is understood. And if we come back to transparent async, this is where really that becomes super powerful. And I'm so excited about that part. So this is really where how can you have discussions about things or take decisions completely asynchronously where you do not have to use Slack or have a call to really take an idea, get feedback, get comments from everyone, and then take a decision without even having a meeting? It, this can be also project management, you know, using project management tools to be able to get tasks done. So instead of having a meeting and updates over daily standups and everything, you, know, you just make sure that everything, every time there is an update on a task that you're working on, you're commenting on a project, you're commenting on a task you've been working on, either you're using Jira or GitHub or GitLab or any, any, uh, any software you use for project management, Asana, you use really your tool as a base to have all the back and forth about the updates on your project or like a place where you have ideas to be discussed and I have an idea for the company I want to change this and then I would like to discuss it with my team a place where you can actually publish it and then have people commenting and this is actually a way of working that many companies that are fully remote have been using for years before remote became you know cool in in the pandemic or it's always been cool I always say that remote is, has always been cool but basically this is the open source philosophy. So when you think about transparency and open source, go have a look at remote companies that are working in that field. So first of all, I would say go look at how Automatic is working. Automatic is the company behind WordPress, which is an open source software. And when we say open source, basically for those who are not you know, aware of like that mindset of philosophy of work or, or software is Basically, you're, you're creating software with other people from, from all over the world, potentially. Like WordPress is a platform, you know, that helped you build websites. But that platform is led by a community from all over the world. And people are collaborating with each other, 
to create that software without ever meeting in person. So they're using themselves using, I think, still, I don't know if this is still the case, but using, for example, GitHub with, you know, open issues and everything. And people can actually come in and comment and suggest changes for the software. Everybody can come together and make changes and work together in building the software. And it's really insane to think about, you know, how big, you know, WordPress is over 43% of the web being using WordPress today. And the software keep evolving with people working from all over the world and coming together. It's not just a company that's behind it, it's a whole community. Like, how are you able to have all these people working together and, and build software when they never met and they're also not even working for the same company? You know, it is very inspiring to see all of this. When you see companies like GitLab, for example, who are very present in the sphere of remote work, but it's also because their own software is promoting working in an open source environment. And open source is really where you can actually have these kind of uh, discussions of projects and ideas and a place where you can actually host a topic. For example, you know, like this is a discussion we're going to have about a new workflow, workflow, a new process we want to implement or a new program. We want to get like some information or feedback from everyone. The person who's in charge or leading the project will, you know, post the idea and then people can come and comment and then say their two cents. And then there's a decision taking at the end by the leader of the, the discussion and takes a decision. So there are many, many ways that you can create a space in your organization that just just do that. So that's the example for GitLab and then WordPress. And then if you just come back to the five principles of async, what I call the principles of async is asynchronous communications should be time agnostic. So you shouldn't be expecting a quick return on replies unless if you're doing, for example, a transparent discussion you might be saying like, okay, we're going to discuss this for like three days. And after three days, we'll come to a conclusion. Maybe there's something like this. But in general, you know, it's, it's, it needs to be a bit out of time. So somebody can take it over in a different time zone. It needs to be thoughtful. So secondly, it needs to be thoughtful. So where you're really like taking the time to really express your idea and you're clear. And it's a bit less time wasted in, you know, brainstorming and back and forth and everything. And People can really have time to write their idea and be like heard as much as the other person who might be a bit more loud usually when you have a meeting. And thirdly, you have, it's clear and concise. So it's very easy to fall into a massive long blog post when you are writing in a thread-based communication tool. So it'll be clear and concise. Document everything. That's really a, another key of asynchronous and then it needs to be discoverable. And that's a big issue is the more and more you're writing content, the more and more you know, information overload you can have. And how are you going to be able to really easily find your information after it's been written? This is super important. So when you are implementing it, think about how you're going to uh, implement that. So when we think about asynchronous as a culture shift, I'm really actually thinking much more about the thread-based communication I just said, it's transparent. And there's a few tools that suggest that. One of them, for example, our sponsor catalog is actually one of those tools where they actually really focused on that idea of having a place that you can access everything. You can access, you know, all your documents, your projects, 
can connect all your apps and you have one place to see everything, but you can also work completely asynchronously without never having actually a call with your team and recreate your digital headquarter at Catalog. And that's more of a base for, for the company. But if you think also about, for example, thread-based communications, there are tools like Twist from Duist. P2 is the tool that was built by Automatic. Other tools like, just coming to my mind, so I what was using before GitHub myself as a well, product manager before, where you used everything, GitHub or GitLab is, is similar for this, where you really use it as a base for having all your information, almost like a wiki, where you have everything about your company, all the projects, everything is in one place, and you have all your communication. Thread-based communication is basically just saying that you have your first discussion at the top, like the leader of the discussion saying like, okay, I want to discuss about this topic, this project, this idea, and then commenting under with basically all the information, uh, all the, <laughs> the feedback from people wanting to give their two cents about the topic until decision is taken or until like we are saying like, yeah, that's a good idea or, you know, we're having the, the idea validated or, or something like that. You have knowledge management tools also that you can use, for example, like like Slight or Notion, or I will refer everything in the show notes if you want to come back to it. There's also Guru. There's so many new tools are being built and um, amazing entrepreneurs, startups. I, I always love to bring startups on the podcast that are trying to make work just better asynchronously. Think about even asynchronous meetings there's yak it's a software for audio messages sending each other audio messages you can listen to and instead of doing meetings you work asynchronously hey everyone i'm your host daphne laforet founder of modern leaders a consulting collective enabling you to walk the talk and scale your company for the remote first future Our team comes from over a decade of distributed team leadership experience, where we work with organizations from 25 to 5,000 employees. And I am so excited to have put together this podcast to share with you everything that we've been learning over the years. This is the Remote First Podcast. We have an episode that we had with Yak, episode 24, when you can listen to asynchronous meetings. I'm going to give you a bit more of episodes if you want to go back to it and really listen deeper about asynchronous work. We had episode seven with Chase Warrington from Doist called Have We Gone Too Far with Async? So we're really debating, you know, where it's actually like interesting to async or not. Episode 16 is about catalog. If you want to hear more about digital as your new headquarters. Episode 18 is about async video collaboration with Voodle, which is like a software you can actually send each other like short videos, a bit like TikTok and Slack meet each other. Then there is a good episode about implementing your remote first vision with GitLab, Darren Murph, episode 23. And lastly, in episode 35, I had a nice conversation with Liam Martin about his new book, Running Remote, which is exactly about the topic of async work. So that's all things that you can use and you can listen to if you want to really dig deeper in the topic of async work and really do async async well and i hope that uh, this episode is is giving you all of this today other people you can follow also is elastic for example a company we don't really talk much about but they are a fully hybrid company that they've been working in a remote first fashion or distributed first fashion since you know over 10 years now 
And Elastic is, you know, based in San Francisco and is a software that is in the open source methodology or, or, or philosophy, for example. And they really implement that kind of way of working. So I would really invite you to follow those remote companies that are in the open source space. And I think anything that you will learn from, from the open source mindset will definitely have a huge impact on how you're going to be working in the future and how you're going to actually think about async work from then on. So last but not least, I was just going to explain a little bit what is the principle you can borrow from the open source mindset that is a culture shift. So just in terms of you know, giving you a bit of an idea of like how it would look like in real life for you. So for example, like you are the owner of, you have an idea about something and you want to be able to be heard. So you're going to post a discussion starter in your tool that you're using, your thread-based communication tool. Someone wants to get involved, the people will comment. The good thing is that the replies are staying in one place. So when you are looking back on the topic, all the discussion is in one place. And it's not like Slack or <laughs> Teams where get back to a conversation or find a past conversa a conversation, it's really difficult to, to come back to it. So this is really a place where you have a topic, a discussion, and a decision is taken, the discussion is closed. And then all of these discussions are organized by department, topic, by teams, which really enhance the discoverability. And then the more discoverable it is, the more transparent it becomes and the more clarity you're creating in your business. See where I'm going? So it really creates that kind of like knowledge sharing culture. And this is where it has a massive impact on your culture because then the more you create open conversations and people can access them and find information, you know, the more people you know open up and talk more and everybody will kind of like recreate that kind of way of working in their organization that have uh, open discussions and transparent discussion. And this is how you're changing your company you're completely shifting the culture. So in other words, keep the conversation in one place and make it easily discoverable, stay clear and concise. No one wants to read a full essay. Make sure you have one owner per project or discussion or task and taking the final word that will really help not having to do an extra call or something like that to make sure that there is this. It's clear who is the one who's saying, okay, discussion is over. And then empathy. You know, assume the best intent from the person you're reading from we're living in a writing-based world now, and it's really easy to, you know, misunderstand what people are writing or, you know, misinterpret, so really have empathy for, for people. So this is what I wanted to do with you in this episode, you know, come back to, like, which episode you can come back to to uh, learn more about asynchronous workflows, understand, we you know, what is scalable async, you know, a little bit of an idea of, like, what I do as well, because... I really rarely talk about what I do on a podcast, but I actually create these workshops also for companies from, you know, 200, 500 employees and over where we really, you know, take your team and we unfold past practices that might have been slowing them down and implementing best remote communication practices. And with this workshop, they really better understand how to work async and mostly how to make it scalable through the whole organization and become themselves internal thought leaders. Lastly, at the end of the workshop, we work with your team and we apply what they learn and replace redundant meetings, rituals into actionable asynchronous workflows. So when you end with the workshop, you have under the, the team really understood 
what async is, how they can implement it, and also really having actionable things to do after the meetings and really have things that are actionable right away. So they took redundant meetings and rituals, like maybe three or four specific ones, and they end up uh, the workshop with an actual workflow, asynchronous workflow with a process and specific rules around it. So there's really something clear at the end of the workshop, and it really makes a difference. Uh, teams have been really excited after finishing the workshops and having amazing feedback. So if you want to learn more about this workshop, you can reach out to us on LinkedIn, Modern Leaders, or you can write to me directly at daphne at modernleaders.co. Also, another thing is our season sponsor, Catalog, produced an outstanding docu-series called Language Work. And in their latest episodes, I will be joining uh, fabulous people, including Leila von Alves-Leben, Shivan McNewen, Darren Murr from GitLab. And we were all talking about how work is becoming timeless with asynchronous work. So watch the latest episode at language.work. And, you know, always you can really reach out to me anytime if you have questions or comments. I always love to connect with a community in remote work and people that just want to make work a better place or not a place, but, you know, making work just a better experience for everyone in a virtual world. So thank you so much for joining this episode today. And I wish you a wonderful week. Thank you for tuning in to Remote First. You can find all links and show notes in the episode description. And if you found value in this show, we'd love your rating on your listening app of choice. Thank you for being here. See you next time.